We're back with another episode of Mommy Wines with your favorite wine mom, Emma Dawn. Tune in while she shares her motherhood experiences, introduces you to motivational and empowering special guests, and sips away your sins in the Mommy Wines Confessional. Mom life can sometimes get lonely and overwhelming, so she created this relatable, inclusive, and supportive space for us to be ourselves. Let loose, enjoy a glass of wine, and laugh. Get ready for today's episode. Here's Emma. Hey, wine moms. Welcome back to the Mommy Wines Podcast. I am your host, as always, Emma Dawn. And in today's episode, I got the absolute pleasure, the most information, the tips and tricks of coordinating my very own chaos from the chaos coordinator, Heather Steinker. I loved this episode. She has so much useful information. And it's funny because it's all things that we as moms and women and adults and professionals already know. So she has just bundled everything up and put it into her chaos coordinating business. And she helps us run our lives. You're going to want to stay tuned and hear every single thing she has to say. Can you hear me now? Yes. Plug like. <laughs> eked its way out. Sorry. I went in to get the Zoom link and it said rescheduled to June 8th. And I was like, wait a minute. Huh? And it was a different guest spot. Oh. So I was like, no, I didn't reschedule that. So I'm pretty sure that wasn't her today. <laughs> so, apologies. No problem. You're going to see a bunch of notifications from me on Instagram because I just binge watched like almost all of your reels. <laughs> Oh gosh. Oh, what did you think of them? I loved them. Oh, good. The, my favorite reel that everyone recreates is, um, the guy, the kid and his dad, I forget what his name is, but he's like, Oh, Chad. It's like, Oh, bring oh home. yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. I go to Chad's house. <laughs> yes. Because it's the only one that doesn't really have profanity. Because oh. it's from the comedian Jason Banks, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. And Nisi Nash or whatever does it. But a lot of them have profanity. A lot of them have um, a lot of, like, gay jokes and things like that. And so people tend to, like, I don't do a lot of profanity. So there's it's limited <laughs> <laughs> on appropriateness, on depending. And it's, it's pretty, like, edgy stuff. So... I mean, as a comedian, he can get away with it. So, you know, those are so funny. Wine moms, I have a confession. Coffee is one of my major food groups. (laughs) Having my son home with me all year through a pandemic, expanding my home bookkeeping practice, EDJ Consulting Group, getting my nonprofit program, Sterling Lives, approved, beginning to homeschool, starting sports, getting roped into being a coach. It's honestly what keeps me going and retaining the little bit of sanity I have left. Coffee over cardio is my go-to lifesaver. It's owned and operated by female entrepreneur Abby Scott, and it's all carb-free, sugar-free, keto-friendly, and 
gluten-free. With super fun flavors like birthday cake, cinnamon bun, French toast, vanilla hazelnut, my favorite, and so many more, you honestly can't go wrong. Coffee Over Cardio has all your coffee accessories like tumblers and frothers, creamers, and my must-have hydrate you can add to coffee or water. Upping the flavor and hydration with electrolytes. Abby is seriously a genius. Get 10% off when you use my code 10 Dawn and free shipping on orders over 85. Once again, that's code 10 Dawn and the link is in the show notes below. I am so, I'm just excited to have you on the show and hear more about what yep. you do because I, over the pandemic, left corporate finance, restarted my own business. I have been a solo mom. My son will be four in September. And oh, such a great, my just turned four really? last weekend. Oh, he will yeah. be five in September. Did I say four? Five in September. Five in September. And, um, my nonprofit was just approved and I am now at a mental place of just pure darkness and overwhelm (laughs) because I am like, am I crazy? I don't think I can do all of this. Um, okay. For the nonprofit, I have cultivated a really good team to help me with that. Um, but I am just like when I was working in corporate finance, it was a drain because I would have to wake up, get my kid up. We'd have to be somewhere at a certain time. And that was really stressful. And I know I can't go back to that. But now I don't know if I'm just like kind of flailing in the freelance freedom I have now. And I need oh. to maybe rein it in or need some more structure or what. <laughs> But it's more structure. Maybe it's too much like freedom to where you are feeling like I feel like I have too much time on my hands or you don't have enough time management skills to where it's like a, like a structured, like this is what time I'm going to do this and this and this. Yeah. And it's crazy because like, I feel so unproductive, but I'm also so busy. Yeah. You feel like you're spinning your wheels all day and then you sit down and you're like, did I get anything done? No, 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 I didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah. It's a common, like we all think like I have three kids. I've got a seven, a six and a four year old and I've got my business and I've also freelance for other clients. I just signed a contract to freelance for someone else today too. I'm like, I will find the bandwidth. I don't know if I do, but I'm going to try and figure it out. And if not, then we'll have to reassess. Um, so three dogs, we're building a pool. We just got painters. We're trying to put our house back together, you know, cause you, when you paint, you have to pull everything down and through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But now it's like back to where I like it. And like, I just posted a picture of my pantry today. I'm like, Oh, I know. I love yes. that. No, it's it never looks like that. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get this on camera because it's always like because when my husband goes in grocery shops, he'll put it in the vicinity, but just plop it, and I'm like, put it like nice and neat and here and there, you know. So I know I just I feel like I need to do an organization overhaul on like my entire life. 
Yeah. Well, it's funny because I just started back on my playbook. Like I'm just now starting to talk about like the family playbook. It's the manual for your home. Like every room will have a system where things go, where people can find it, how to maintain it, numbers, important phone numbers, stuff like that. So like if someone were to come in and help you with your son, you're like page four, just go (laughs) there. Well, Share with the audience a little bit more about what you do, because from the one sheet that I was sent and the Instagram that I saw, you're kind of like a chaos coordinator, it seems. Yeah. (laughs) Chaos coordinator. I'm a simplifier, so I simplify systems. So whether that be making it easier for home, for them to function, or either making it easier for mom to like just go take a chill pill and not stress because there's something in place that can like take her stress away for the things that she needs to take care of or someone else needs to do for her. And then I also simplify like social media and um, help my clients implement like more systems, like automated systems, like, okay, I feel like I'm spending a lot of time doing this and I really want to do this. It's like, okay, well, this is what you're going to do to try and minimize the time doing this. You're going to, go download this app and you're going to go do this and just kind of giving those tools. And I do an Instagram bootcamp for those solopreneurs that are trying to learn Instagram because it takes forever to learn a platform like that. So I run them through a four week where we take it step by like um, section by section. And it's like, this is what this button does. This is what this does. And so they know what to do and like how to post where to post. So they're not spending so much time figuring that out. I feel like with Instagram, as soon as you, you know, pick yourself up out of the rabbit hole, you found yourself on Google and you figure out what works, then it changes. Yeah. It's like, I I just noticed that my Instagram updated yesterday and now reels can go to a minute. And I'm like, what am I going to do with a minute? You You did. You got it. Yay. (laughs) It's new. They have, some people don't have that. Like there's reels analytics now. Some have it, some don't. One, I have two accounts. One has it, one doesn't. I and haven't my seen podcast this. Is still fifteen seconds. Uh, for what? For so my mommy wines podcast Instagram page is still like fifteen or thirty. Oh, 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 oh. And then my personal page is now reels are up to a minute, and I'm like, what am I gonna do with a whole minute? <laughs> I'm not sure why. I think it's probably because TikTok's a minute. It's 30, it's, you know, you, you can do 30 or a minute. So they're probably just trying to keep up with that because 30 seconds is maybe too short for them. Um, as my guess, uh, I have, haven't even now I'm like really curious to see, cause I posted a reel today, but I didn't see the 60 second mark, but I'm going to look now. Cause now I'm super, I have 15 and 30 on one. And now there's these also these little swoopy arrows where you can instantly, you can swoopy arrow to remix. You can like, comment, and then there's like three little dots. Oh, no, there's the dots are gone. It's a share arrow now. Oh, I might have to um, have to upload or have to. I don't have it. I don't have the 60 second one yet. But I have the analytics. I have the analytics. And I have Remix on one account. I have Remix on the account that doesn't have analytics. And I have no <laughs> Remix on the ones that does. So I 
I always call Instagram the mean girl of social media because it picks and chooses who gets it. <laughs> See, and yes, I feel like my personal account for some reason is like blacklisted because I recently started creating a social media, an Instagram for my nonprofit. Okay. So my dog, people were like, stop posting pictures of your dog. Like, really? <laughs> so people I made, love pictures of their dogs. Typically. I made an Instagram for my dog and every reel I post of her, which is normally, I just, I started posting reels when it became available on her page because it was just all videos. And then I'm like, well, these ones have music. So I started posting reels and all of her reels are like, Instantly a thousand views. Oh yeah. Cause it's pets. People love pets. People love <laughs> recipes and people love fashion. Period. And my nonprofit, um, it's all about an adult guidance program, assisting youth aging out of the foster care system. And oh, wow. it's the same thing with them. All of those reels are doing pretty good. I post a reel, um, and it's like 45 views. And I'm like, well, thanks everybody. I have three, 3,700 followers and only 45 people saw this. Like, this has to be crap. I don't know. I don't know you how have it works. To, so, well, there's that's why analytics have come out because there was no rhyme or reason. But basically how it goes with reels is you want to use the trending songs. You want to kind of hop on the bandwagon with the trends because if people think that's why it trends. So it'll recognize that. You also want to see what's doing well. And maybe it might be a cover photo issue. Maybe you just need to do a cover photo and maybe your post would do better. Some will do well with a co cover photo. It tells it like what it is, if it's like a tutorial or something like that. But some won't do so great with a, with a um, cover photo. It really just depends on what your person wants. And so when it comes to reels, it's about reach. You have to do, you always keep it on your feed, no matter what. You always post it to your feed and then you can delete it later off the feed if it doesn't like aesthetically match or something. <laughs> and then you want to engage 15 minutes before you post and 15 minutes after. Mm. You don't want to post and ghost because then you want to engage before to get people back on and you'll start getting notifications and then you'll post it and then you stay on the kind of comment to push it through because you have 10 to 30 minutes to get your post to move. If no one does anything with it within 30 minutes, it just kind of dies and stops reaching. Oh, it's so sad. I know it's like <laughs> dies on the vine. It's like, ah. oh, that's so sad. Well, besides Instagram, there's just, mm -hmm. I've never had in my podcast started in 2018, um, late, so it hasn't been around too long, but I've never, and I'm so surprised, I've just never had a chaos coordinator or even heard of one uh, who can kind of understand all of the chaos that goes into parenting, um, and a lot of my friends even, they're either business owners or their parents, not many are both, or okay. they are working professionals or parents. And like, especially when I moved out here, um, I have some friends that work and are moms also, but they also like, they went back to work 
like when their kids were older, um, they were like already in school. And I'm like, I feel like nobody kind of gets this like little narrowed down area of what it's like to be a mom, but also run a business. And I feel like you do. Yeah, well, that's my niche. That's my niche out space. Um, mom, work, you know, mompreneurs that that are trying to get it together. So, keeping moms from crumbling is the tagline for my business. So, oh, I love your whole cookie. Ah, uh, and I'll get. You can always tell when no one does their research because they'll be like, "I want to talk about the cookies." I'm like, "There's no cookies. Like, I don't bake. I do bake, but not. I'm not a baker or bakery. Chaos is because." life is chaos. You don't get to to control what happens. You can only control yourself and control the environment as much as you can. Everything else is kind of like you're at their mercy and it's how you adapt. There's really not such, there's no such thing as like balance. I mean, balance is a really harm, like harmonious word. And then the, the cookies part, well, two things, the story without the story is that I was going to do chaos and cocktails, but I didn't want to pigeonhole myself and just that. So now I just have a once a month chaos and cocktail hour where people come and we, we do networking and all that. Um, chaos and cookies because I have three kids trying to keep it clean. When you have children, there's always crumbs no matter what. And so that's kind of where, you know, cleaning up the crumbs or, you know, keeping moms from crumbling kind of thing. So, I mean, I'm very like cutesy, love my names, love my alliteration. <laughs> so my business coach was like, you got to cut it out because it's not clear. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Clear. It's good. I'll, I mean, I'll. I I'll love get, it. I'll get to it. I think it makes so, sense, but I also love a good pun and a dad joke. So, I, I mean, right? I love. <laughs> I mean, all of that. I'm yes. I mean, I like alliteration, so I have like a free pocket playbook. So, <clears throat> it's it's a bigger version of the family playbook. It's a smaller version of the family playbook. It's basically like a quick nine one one guide, like quick guide, like reference. And so, put it in your pocket, or you know, it's basically just like a. I guess, what do you call them? Like a pocket opt-in or pocket lead magnet or something like a pocket product. Pocket product, I think, is oh, some of those cute. things that they say. Yeah. But I mean, I like the quippy fun stuff. But Chaos Coordinator is fun because I think that you, you're you just basically, that's what you are as a mom. You are coordinating everything. You're coordinating your schedule. You're coordinating the kids, getting them dressed. I mean, it's chaos trying to get them dinner, but they're running around hitting each other with toys or fighting over binoculars today, looking out the window. I mean, it's crazy or, you know, that's mine or trying to give you hugs all the time, which I love, but at, all at once, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just chaos all the time. Cause kids just feed off of each other too. And working, I think with the pandemic, everyone became a stay at home working professional. I mean, we worked from offices and then instantly our kids are now going to school under the one roof. You're working under one roof, (laughs) live, eat, drink, play all these things. So you have to have something. And now that the world's kind of going back, we've all also seen how it can work. So just trying to have a system in place. So a lot of my clients will come with great tragedy actually. And so I'm all about planning for the worst and hoping for the best, right? My husband typically does travel almost every other week of the month when he pre-pandemic. And so it was really me and the kids and maybe a sitter that would come in and help me uh, and trying to either, if that person didn't work out or I had to make a switch, having to go through the training process and all those things. But then um, 
I'm uh here comes chaos now. My husband <laughs> forgot to lock the door. Hi. Yes, honey. Um, I'm live uh, right uh, now. Okay, let's go. We'll, we'll, okay, thank you. I found an extra you can have later. Thanks. Oh, he took the lock. My daughter broke her door handle and he just took the lock off my office. That's why she came in. I'm like, how did she get in? <laughs> I locked myself in here so she can't get in. Um, that's why. Sorry. No, real, real I'm time. Gonna, I'm going to keep it in there. We need to take a short break to talk about my favorite wine company that gives back. And that's One Hope. I'm proud to say and celebrate that One Hope Wine has reached over $6 million in donations. That's crazy. One Hope's award-winning wines are made by some of the most acclaimed winemakers in the industry, blending traditional winemaking methods with modern techniques. Each exquisite bottle becomes a catalyst for change. One Hope's commitment to high-quality wine is as important as their commitment to the causes they support. Through the sale of every bottle, One Hope has donated over $6 million to impactful causes around the world. They have built a school in Guatemala, funded over 19,000 days of clinical trials for breast cancer research, planted a forest in Indonesia, provided over 3 million meals for children in need, and found over 80,000 pets forever homes. If you're going to sip, then sip with purpose. They even just released the new tasting flights, mini bottles for you to have your own wine tasting right at home. Shop, ship, sip, one hope at onehopewines.com backslash my shop backslash mommy wines. Link is in the show notes below. So when this, when my clients come for tragedy, it's like for, or kind of, kind of a crisis. So for one, like one woman, she, her husband had a heart attack at the pool, like very healthy man. He's okay, but had a heart attack. So he was in the hospital getting treated, has children, has his own business. She has a business take him out of the picture, uh, all of a sudden it's like lots of things are happening. Lots of things you don't know. Maybe it's, you know, for instance, my husband does finances and he, um, has like maintains all that stuff. So if I wouldn't know where to find that information, um, if I didn't know, or if I wouldn't be able to, like, maybe someone could call my accountant to like get whatever done because I'm doing something else, but having it down to where it's like, call this person, this person will know what to do or, just having a, like a SOP, like a standard operating procedure for your home. Uh, and so with kids and these parents that I was talking with when pandemic happened, say a lot of them had child with um, special needs. And so when mom and dad and all the kids were home, mom instantly had to become just kind of caregiver for the special needs child. So then dad had to step in and take care of a little bit more than he typically did with the others. So lots of questions for mom because mom typically did it. And it's like, oh my gosh, like just figure it out. Like here's the, like here, here's what like the last time they went to the doctor, here's an envelope, take it with you, whatever paperwork you get from the doctor, put it in there and hand it to me and I can look at it. So there's no, you know, just having some sort of system and communication, um, divorce guides, like 
maybe parents aren't or ex-parents aren't talking to each other. And so you need to be able to send information with kid to kid. Hey, this is what's going on. This is what we need to do. This is what I've told them. And I know there's like parenting apps for that too, but just having something like that where it's straightforward, it gives people um, guidance. So then they don't have to like call or text mom when she's, I don't know, you're free the weekend. Great. I'm going to get all my stuff done. Leave me alone. Figure it out. Like ask three and then ask me. So just ask the book. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is something I would have never thought of, but now that I'm like seeing it, I'm like, this is necessary. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, you know, hopefully nothing bad happens, right? We never want that to happen. And, and a lot of the people that need this stuff, unfortunately, it happens first. And then they're like, man, I wish I had that. But then you can prepare for it. And then if it's something were to happen, maybe you have a, a, a parent that has like your, maybe your mom has like health conditions and you have to be able to step out, but you want your life doesn't stop. Kids need stability. Kids need routine. And the best thing you can do is try to keep that as streamlined as you can, whether mom is like stressed out and freaked out about a crisis, or maybe mom just wants to go have a drink with some friends and wants oh to God. leave them with a sitter, right? I you don't want to be been able to do that in years. <laughs> right. Right. So at least wouldn't it be nice to have something where this is their sleep schedule. This is where the pacifier is. This is where you should look if it's not here and check here and then here. Cause these are all the hiding spots. It's like mom brain <laughs> dumped on a page really because think about how many times you write out a list maybe even for a pet like you don't even have to have kids at this point there's a pet section too but how many times do you have to write down the instructions like your flight information your hotel like where you're going to be emergency contact you write it down you leave it and then what do you do when you get back you probably throw it away or shove it somewhere forget where you put it write it all over again <laughs> So why not just print it out or keep it? And then if there's something that you need to change, it's an editable PDF. So you can go in there and just change what you need, print out the new page information and just stick it in the existing. So, you know, it's kind of like, why create the whole book again? Right. And then you have some business tools like calendars and chore charts and just work planners for the working you know, mom as well. See, this is, I feel like this is a no brainer to me, but it's something I would have never thought of. And it's crazy because I used to be in corporate finance. So I'm always somebody who's dedicated to a timeline. These are the action steps you need. Action steps, timelines, um, chain of reactions. That's all common sense stuff to me. I'm like, that's totally makes sense. And then I was also in the insurance industry and financial planning. So I'm like, oh, obviously you need to financially prepare for things. You need to, um, you know, delegate your assets. You need to think about the future and all of this stuff. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me. But I'm like, why are not more people doing this for their home? Because seriously, like, I I don't know why I've never thought of it. Now, the one thing I do keep is I take um, one of those accordion folders every time my mm-hmm. goes to the doctor. Um, so he has every medical record of everything that has ever 
happened to him, um, which is not a lot, but as kids go, they have regular checkups and everything. So when we switched pediatricians, they were really appreciative because <laughs> normally yeah, like, I have to have everything there. Yeah. They have everything. They didn't have to ask me any questions and I didn't have to sit there and think about it. Um, and basically you can use an accordion like style thing for this because they each have its own section and you can cut and it's, it's customizable to where you can like, you know, put it in the, in the order that you want, or maybe some of the stuff you don't print out and keep out like finances, insurance information, things that maybe are anyone's business, uh, credit cards that you have, because, you know, think about if you don't know what your spouse has open and maybe there's a bill due and something happens to that person credit, maybe you have an income property or the, you know, someone had an income property, no one knew about rents due, the tenants are due. You don't know when that is like writing it all down. So then someone would be like, okay, or they could hand it to a financial planner and say, all right, this is what they've got. I don't know what we're supposed to do with it, but they have some guidance information because then the last thing you want is for like a pop-up to happen. And when you're in like crisis or you're in something where you're dealing with something out of the ordinary, you're stressed out, your anxiety is high, and then you might not think straight. And so having someone either help with just here, here's the information, just call this person and ask them, or the kids can do, you know, need to go X, Y, Z places because stability is key. And so trying to just keep a constant and having a routine on like where things are placed, it also keeps your home kind of like a well-oiled machine almost. And I mean, think about it, you do it second nature anyway. It's just really taking the time and really logging it and taking the time. Um, another one of my clients, we were filling this out with her um, medical information for her son. Her son uh, was allergic to nuts. And so I was like, okay, so we're going through the procedure on the piece of paper. Like, what's he allergic to? Um, what happens when he, like, what are the signs? Like, maybe something slipped in and you didn't know. Like, someone could recognize, okay, what are the external? What are some things that he might say that or red flags. Like, I don't feel good. I feel this or that. That's a red flag. Only mom would maybe know, but maybe if mom's not around, then we got to the EpiPen part. She's like, well, he has an EpiPen. And I said, okay, well, how do you do the EpiPen or where is it? She goes, well, I typically just, just started <laughs> pouring rain here. So oh, is that what that was? That okay. was lightning and thunder. can't turn off mother nature. That's I do apologize okay. for that. But, um, so basically she was like, well, I just tell them what to do with the EpiPen or where to find it before I go out or before. And I said, well, what if you're unconscious on the floor? And cause you hit your head because he was something and he has an allergic reaction at the same time. I mean, it's super crazy like scenario, but what if like you can't, but if you die yeah. and you can't tell them, you can't just be like the instructions are on it. You can even say like instructions are on the EpiPen or, you know, re see EpiPen for instructions. EpiPen is where's the location where can you refill it? <laughs> like after you use it, what happens? Like, what do you want to do with it? I mean, things that you just second nature know, but not no one might know. And in an emergency situation, just basically like instructions. See, this is genius because <laughs> coming from somebody who's been in the financial industry for so long, I am so that what if person, I <laughs> always need a backup to a backup to a backup. And even now I've run my home bookkeeping business, obviously from home. So I do have backup after backup after backup because my computer crashed once and it was terrible. Um, yeah. But it's, this is like the stuff that like 
stresses me out. Like, this is the reason why I haven't gone out. This is the reason why I haven't taken a vacation myself. Um, because you're afraid that it won't get done or you've got the anxiety around it because what if I forget to tell them this or what if this happens, right? It's just. Yeah. And my son, he's simple. Like he has no extra needs. He has no allergies. He is, he just is crazy. Um, completely in this whole reckless stage where he's like jumping off furniture. Oh yeah. Kamikaze period. <laughs> most, most definitely. I've got two boys and a girl and they're all that age. And it's like, Oh, don't jump. We were going to get a bunk bed. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I just see, I see lots of things that could happen that there's just, it's not necessary. <laughs> and that because I'm a solo parent, um, you know, I have, all of our finances done. I have a plan of action for everything like with the business and all of this stuff. Right. But I'm like, the one thing I don't have a plan of action for, and I didn't even realize it until you were my guest today was my home. Like if I was gone or sick or whatever, because for the past almost five years, I haven't had the luxury of having a sick day. Uh, because right. I either have to work or I have to parent or both. Um, but I'm like, what if it wasn't just like a cold? What if it was like, what if it was something bigger or what if it's not something so tragic? What if I do just want to go on like, cause I've met guests through my podcast where we have become really good friends. And of course, since I've been doing remote recordings, they live not near me anymore. Like I'm not just interviewing (laughs) people who live in Salt Lake city, which is where I used to live before I moved. But, um, they now live in Ohio, California, Miami, wherever Texas is where you you said you're from. And I'm like, what if I wanted to go, I don't know, on a trip to my, by myself, or I live in Northern Nevada now, which is only 416 miles from wine country. And I'm like, what oh, if, I'm going to come visit you. <laughs> like, what if I want to go to wine country on a weekend? My son is gone and I've never done anything like that because I'm like, okay, well, if his dad has an emergency and I'm not there, then what's going to happen? Well, right. <clears throat> maybe yeah. I could just write all that stuff down be like, there you go. Yeah. And you can compile all the stuff for your business or you can compile everything for your son. I mean, even like, just say you were home with your son and maybe your husband was out of town or your ex-husband was out of town and something happens, but your kid still has to eat. Your kid still (laughs) has to sleep. Your kid has likes and dislikes, has the favorite lovey, has you know, the sound machine has to be on five, not four. And the door has to be cracked like an inch, not three. I mean, this <laughs> like, and you think about it cause it's second nature, but those little things can help someone transition or help them while you're gone, at least a little bit more smooth, like, you know, just smoother because you're not there to help or whatnot, or maybe you're on vacation. And so really like the devil's in the details when it comes to children, so particular. I mean, you know, you've got a four-year-old and I've got a four-year-old and it's like do self, like I want to do it. And it's like, claw my eyes out. It's going to take you 20 minutes to get that one (laughs) sock on. And then you're going to hate the seam, but I'm going to sit here and try and just let you do it. La la la. Right. But they, it's, it's very particular. 
Um, maybe he likes the red cup, not the green cup. And not that that's a big deal because kids need to learn that that's not always an option. But if there's crisis happening or if it's just unfamiliarity, keeping things like that in the back of like your back pocket can make it a little easier on them, which then knows at least for anything, peace of mind for you. Like, look, I left all the instructions. They know exactly what to do, where to find it what he likes, the brand, like where if like he runs out of mac and cheese, he doesn't like this, he likes this kind, this way. And I know it's very particular and there's a lot that goes into it, but it's really for peace of mind, right? Because now they're not going to text you or they're not going to say, you don't have to worry, like, did he eat, did he not? Not because you didn't give him all the info, maybe he's just not hungry, but, you know, then they can't text you and be like, I don't know. He's crying. I don't know what to do. I don't know if he, I don't know what he likes. Well, did you give him? Nope. I didn't do that. Okay. Well, we got to do it this way. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. You know, you're going back and forth. Then you're stressed because you hear your kid crying in the background or the nanny (laughs) or the sitter or your mother-in-law or whatever the case may be is freaking out. And you're like, Oh, I can't relax. I just, now I have to text her and just make sure he calmed down. Right. Your mom brain goes there. And if you could just at least try and mute it just a little bit, I think it's worth it. You know, definitely. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but I went to LA a couple for the first time I left since pandemic and my, I like, I was like, okay, bunny, bunny is my daughter's thing. She has a backup. She couldn't find bunny. And I told her, I said, you better put it in your room. Cause when mommy's not here, mommy's not going to be able to go and find it in your secret hiding spots. Mommy just always knows where to look. And of course, lo and behold, they call me crying. <laughs> doesn't know where bunny is. I said, well, did you, and I knew my husband was like not looking for it. Cause he's very like much more like hard on it. Like, nope, you don't, if it's not where it needs to be, then sorry, you gotta wait till the morning. And I don't do so well with that, but that's why he's like big guns on that one. And I said to him, I'm like, did you check the garage? Like you probably brought it in the garage outside and put it on that Tupperware thing in the back. And she's like, no, I, where am I supposed to look there? Like, I don't know. And of course it was there, but he didn't take the time to look. He didn't know to go there because I was very explicit and I knew just because he, again, won't tolerate it. It's like, if it's not in there, it's not in there. Like too bad. You'll, you'll live till tomorrow. But I was like, Oh no, she's so upset. She doesn't have bunny. Like, I know she's not gonna be able to sleep very well without it. Aww. Her backup's not the same, but she has a backup, but was she fine? Yes. If she, if I didn't hear that she was crying, I'd be fine. Yes. But you know, I knew that that stuff was going to happen. It was like a premonition. Like I see bunny on the couch right now. I have a feeling it's going to get lost between now and bedtime and I won't be here to help with that. So, I mean, I know it's also learning for the kids, like put your stuff in your room, blah, blah, blah. But we've got three children running amok and mom's not there. They're already sad or upset or it's new. Then it makes it a little easier on whoever is watching them. Okay, wine moms, let's get serious, but just for a moment. For years, I have been dreaming up and working on putting together a nonprofit program to aid the youth aging out of the foster care system. Recently, I submitted this idea to the heads of the Department of Child and Family Services here in my state, and thankfully, my program was approved. They saw an overwhelming need, and the Sterling Lives program is now moving forward. But to make this a reality, we will need more than the little bit of government funding allocated for these youth. Most of these youth aging out will face homelessness, addiction, incarceration, or worse. At best, 
Many continue the cycle of negativity by entering into criminal organizations and gangs or abusive relationships that result in unwanted pregnancies, poverty, unsafe work trades, leading to even more children entering the foster care system and families living off government welfare. To break these chains and end the cycle, the Sterling Lives program is dedicated to helping aged out youth transition into healthy, productive adults, granting youth eco-friendly and affordable housing, safe work opportunities with flexible schedules to prioritize mental health, education, and job training, all while boosting America's rural economy with sustainable, environmentally focused tourism. Ways you can help are by snagging up some MWP merch, drinking One Hope wine, and donating directly at the Sterling Lives GoFundMe. All links are in the show notes below. Are you a fan of the Mommy Wines podcast? Well, of course you are, or you wouldn't be hearing this right now. One of the best ways to support the show you love, besides obviously tuning in every Wine Wednesday for new episodes, is shopping the Mommy Wines merch store on teespring.com. This is where you'll find all of the Mommy Wines branded goodness, mugs to hold your coffee over cardio morning java, iPhone and Samsung cases, premium ultra soft hoodies perfect for upcoming cooler months, and of course flowy teas and tanks flattering on every mommy out there. Go shop the Mommy Wines storefront on teespring.com and make sure to use code WINEMOM for free shipping. And I feel like there's so much mom guilt, I think, that can be relieved with just the taking the little bit of time it probably takes to plan ahead. Yeah. hundred like, percent. Mom guilt's a thing. I mean, that's a real, real it's, thing. It's called mom guilt for a reason. It's not dad guilt or grandma guilt. It's mom guilt. And it's because we're the ones that take on that kind of emotional, I guess, like baggage and baggage, yeah, I mean, yeah. with your, I mean, with your kids and looking at it from that perspective, say like, I try like time blocking is huge. I have a very busy schedule. I have a lot going on. The kids have not really gotten into sports all that much because they're younger and pandemic happened. So I was like, okay, that bought me another year of sitting on like a baseball <laughs> field and, you know, and we're in Texas. I mean, I grew up on the soccer field. I know what it's like to be a traveling sports player and um, it's a lot of work and you're gone all the time, but it was kind of nice not, but I try to time block my schedule from four to six. Like tonight we're, we're here today. And I was like, well, this is a one-off, but typically I try to carve out the time. So I'm done. I have my schedule where it's blocked off. They know that I'm going to stop working and then I'll pick it back up after they go to bed or whatever. And if I do have to work, it's because it wasn't something I had control over or it was just something I just couldn't be arranged. And it is what it is, but at least I have my schedule there. So then it's, in front of me as well, or they can look it up and say, okay, this is like what she's doing, or this is like the typical schedule. I mean, I'm a very regimented person. So me too. I mean, I, I could eat the same thing same day, every day for three days and be fine. Right. Cause I know it's going to do whatever it is it needs to do for me. Right. So I think that if you have that in place or a generalized cleaning schedule, like there's a cleaning schedule, there's a 15 minute quick pickup where it's like, 
do this before you leave. I mean, there's a nanny packet in there for those that couldn't go to preschool this past year um, and never hired help before. That's new. And like, what questions do I ask? Like, what do I give her? What do I tell her? It's like, well, this is your first day packet where you're going to set out the instructions on like what you'd like her to do, set expectations, like what she needs to do before she leaves for the day, like what time, like you typically will do dinner and like about what time you want her to start doing things. So the communication is also on paper. So then she's not coming and asking you every five seconds or you're not getting upset with them and saying like, well, you, that's not how I do it. That's not what I want. So it just, it really takes a lot of the communication questions out of it too. It just makes everything easier. Yeah. And it's to take the time to do it. That's the thing. So that's the hurdle. Everyone would love to have one of these at home or have a system in place. It's like, who's going to take the time to write it down? We're busy. We're moms. Like who has that? So I'm developing something now where we're going to do a course where it's going to really spread it out, but chunk it. So we're all going to work, like you'll work on these things. So then you'll have a, you know, a completed system. So then you just have to maintain it because the worst thing is to get a tool or have, or create even just a system at home, but not use it. Like you could have a family meeting and say, all right, these are the chores. Here's our chore chart. This is the expectation, but then you don't apply it. What good was that? That was just a cool chat. Like the wish of what we want to do. I am too sometimes, right? With little kids. I will buy anytime I see like a really pretty planner or one that has like a thousand stickers or something, I always buy it. But have I ever used a a planner every day for a year? Absolutely not. No. Right. Right. (laughs) Exactly. And so this is more like you have your planner. Like I have my color, like I have a bunch of different clients that have big like responsibilities for me. So I have like different color pens. So if I'm in at least my planner, if I see the color, I'm like, Hey, that's not the note I need for this thing. So, uh, you know, even just color coding systems and just making it quick and easy to the eye to sort through. But I mean, think about how many planners you have, or I was just talking about something today, the, this morning on a client call, I was flipping over to our notes from our last call and I was like, Oh, well, I have, page five from 519 and I have a page from 520, but I don't know where my 519 page is. Like, where did it go? (laughs) But it had unicorns and rainbows. And I'm sure that she probably went and drew something and ripped it out to take it to daddy. So it's probably in daddy's office or something like, Oh, I'd like a pretty picture with like my client's notes on it. And I'm like, well, um, I don't have that one day in my notebook. So, you know, how many, like, right. So it's like, I have a designated thing. Like you can color on this page, do not touch mommy's planner, but you know, having multiple planners, you can lose it. You don't know where it is. At least with this, it's one place to keep it in a kitchen drawer, kitchen counter, and it's backed up because I'm all about the backups of the backups. Right. So if you just have a paper copy, your house burns down, (laughs) that sucks. I gotta do it all over again. It, so if at least you have it backed up on a PDF with the information in there, which is why I really wanted to make it editable. The other side of things is technology fails. We had an ice storm, freak rogue ice storm here. We had oh, no power, yeah. no water. It was like back at the dark ages. It was the worst thing ever. And if we didn't have internet or power and maybe we had to go, maybe we had to go to a, another person's house who had power, but the house still has to be taken care of. There's instructions there. Can't load it on my computer for you to look at. 
maybe because I couldn't power my my computer up for two days, right? So you have a paper pot copy. So same kind of deal. Oh my God. I love that. That's see, this is so funny. I'm just like taking this in because I'm like, <laughs> I do this in almost every other aspect of my life. Why have I not done this for my little family or my house? Because you live it. I know. Second nature. You just do it because no one else is in there and you're not thinking about it. And you're like, I got it. Cause what's the, what's the thing that mom does? Oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Nope. Just don't worry about it. I'll do it. <laughs> well, on this show, it's my favorite segment, but we do confessions. Were you prepared oh, for that? Boy. Uh, well, I guess I'm going to just wing it. So I don't know what I'm about to confess, oh, but here we go. <laughs> those, are, those are the best ones. Now, I'm, normally I would wash your sins away with a sip of wine. I would sip your sins away. But um, I have a lot of client work <laughs> for a new client that I need to catch up on tonight now that my son is gone. Um, so I am drinking water. Uh, I am too. This might look like wine, but it's not as water. <laughs> but, I wanted to be really, very clear for this interview. So I wanted to make sure that I was... Really good to go. Normally, the the overly boozy ones are the best ones. <laughs> oh, well, you watched some of my reels earlier. You know I have no holds bar, so it doesn't really matter. You can tell when I've been drinking before I do a reel, though, because I'll be, like, dancing, and I'm like, yeah, I was feeling a little loose right there. So I was a little bit more brave than I typically am. So <laughs> it, it is easier, I've noticed, to do reels after a couple glasses of wine. Um, maybe the... The lip syncing doesn't add up perfectly, but those are the better ones. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Like, or the ones where you're dancing and you're like, that's. <laughs> and I'm like, this, I'm, I know I look really dumb because there's nothing going on, but you don't feel as dumb when you feel loose. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But do you have any kind of uh, confession, a mommy fashion, a maybe a client confession or a mistake you made in your business, anything that you would like to share? Okay. So maybe I'll do like two things because I'm going to, I mean, I haven't been drinking. I'm going to get real loose on it. So the first thing I would say, if my kids come home with their lunch from school, I'll make them eat it for their snack. Or if they don't eat their dinner, I'll make them eat it for breakfast. <laughs> Cause I'm like, well, that's breakfast. I worked really hard on that. So if you don't want to have chicken nuggets for breakfast, then I suggest you finish your dinner. Um, and no, I know, I, love I mean, that. I mean, I'm not going to waste food. And if you don't want to eat it now, like there's nothing wrong with it. You'll just kind of have to eat in the morning while your brother and sister or whoever is eating their Cheerios or whatever the case may be. Um, so I don't know if that's harsh or what, but I'm like, that's what's for breakfast. It typically works. Now, do I enforce it? That's another question. Like, uh, maybe it depends on how the morning goes. Cause if it's a really rough morning, but for the most part, it's just a really good threat to use. Cause I'm all about bribes and threats in my, in my, <laughs> all, all of my threats are so empty. My, I feel oh, like you never, son, yeah, no, I never follow through. My son knows the threat of you better not do that or you're going to get a spanking is such a joke in this house. 
Have you seen have you seen the reel of the mom where she's sitting on this? I got to remake it. I really want to redo it. And it was like, hey, stop that. Like, if you do that, I'm going to. She's like, no, I can't do that because then you're going to bug me. I can't take the iPad away because like, it was like going through all the punishments <laughs> that she said that she was going to do. But she's like, nope, nope, that, that'd be punishment for me. Like, <laughs> no, you know, you can't wear red shirts for a week. Because it was like <laughs> something stupid because she's like, I can't take the iPad away. Uh, you can't do timeout because I'm going to have to put him in timeout for 15 minutes because he keeps coming out. Like it was like walking through a bunch of the things. I thought that was hilarious because I was like, you know, I'm going to be really mad, but I won't be because he'll <laughs> smile. It's like <laughs> I, did, I did see uh, the one where there was a kid and the kid was like doing something bad, like throwing toys or whatever. And the mom is like, you better stop that or, and then it stops. And then the kid's like, or what? You're going to take my iPad away? You're going to play with me? <laughs> oh, you're going to put, oh, you're going to put my iPad away and play dolls with me on the floor? Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it's He's almost like, it. sad actually though. Cause it's like, oh, that's like a cry for help almost. Right. I, that's how I see it. But then it's like, I get it. Like, you're not going to just put me in front of a screen. Cause it was funny. Cause the kid said it. And then I was going to say the other thing is, and it actually just happened yesterday. Um, I will totally take something out of the trash if it's a brand new trash bag or if there's like maybe it's a magazine and something hit it. And they like were like, no, don't do that. I'll take it out of here because it's nice and clean. <laughs> <laughs> I am with a four-year-old boy. Um, I have I take things out. I have to take things out of the trash almost every single day. Whether it be like a toy he threw and it ended up like in a there, Lego. <laughs> or um, I've been trying to get him to pick up things. Like if he uses a tissue, throw it away. Or if he has um, like a wrapper from fruit snacks, throw it away. Well, it was really a struggle in the beginning to get him to like just pick up after himself and not be such a slobby monster. But now he likes to throw things away. So he'll go mm-hmm. around the house and he'll pick up things, pieces of paper, uh, post-it notes, cards, envelopes, mail, uh, anything. Things you actually need sometimes. <laughs> things that I actually need. Um, he will just throw them away because he's like, I'm throwing things away. I'm throwing, I'm a good boy. I'm throwing things away. <laughs> it's like, no, you're throwing everything away. Like, <gasps> One of the things with him is it's like either nothing, zero, complete zero, nothing at all, or a hundred. It's never just like a nice little bit. No, it's like full blown 110% or you get nothing. I always know which kid mine, like the rapper is from. Because there's one child I have that just, he just doesn't, he gets very distracted. He just doesn't throw it away. But he's a great kid. Like he will do what he's supposed to do. But sometimes it'll just be at that time of day. I'm like. Oh, I'm always like, Theo, like, <laughs> is this yours? And it's like, yes. I'm like, where's it go? He's like, it's a trash can. Um, but a game that you could play uh, when trying to get kids to pick things up and put them away is who's going to put the most, like, and this is like, like multiple children. Um, you make, cause it's like, my daughter is the queen of delegation. Okay. She's six. She just turns into <laughs> middle child syndrome. She is a, God bless the man she marries. And um, <laughs> she's very strong-willed, which is great. It'll suit her, like, raising a CEO is hard, is what I always say. It'll suit her well in life later. But they'll, like, 
I'll say like, okay, it's time to clean up. And she'll just kind of like mull around a little bit, look a little busy while the boys are like picking stuff up. And I'm just looking at her like, you helped make this mess. Like you needed to clean it up. And she's like, I am, I'm cleaning. I'm like, um, so I stopped doing that and I said, okay, time to clean up. Whoever puts the most things away in the right place first gets a prize. Mm. Man, does the room get clean fast and do the things <laughs> end up in the right spot? Like, and then I got to deliver. So it's, you know, a sticker or something like that. But it's like whoever cleans up the stuff the most wins and gets a prize. Or maybe it's a sticker on the sticker chart or something. If I continue the sticker chart, like I start one, stop one all the time. I mean, see, but- I'm going to have to try that one because my biggest task um, is folding all of my laundry and of course putting that away. Uh, but Milo has this like little plastic bin toy shelf thing in his room and everything when we first got it and I put it all together because it of course came in a box and I had to assemble it, yeah. uh, <laughs> put it all together and I like picked up all of his toys and each of his toys had like a cubby. So like all of his hot wheel cars, all of his oh, trains, all of luck. his Legos, <laughs> And now putting his toys away, I have been slacking. I have been to the point where now I'm like taking the Christmas decorations and just throwing them on the floor and taking the Rubbermaid totes and like just oh, right. his toys in it. So that is my other task this weekend is to reorganize all of his toys, especially now that he's gone and I can actually do that because when he's like, when he tries to help me, because I was like, oh, come help me reorganize your toys. He's like, oh, look at this action figure. I haven't seen this in years. And like, you haven't seen it in weeks, but okay. <laughs> yes, it's called, um, I did a podcast episode on my podcast about this. So it's like, if you're going to clean out toys, you got to pick and choose if you're going to have your kid help or not. Like, it's really great to show, like, we've outgrown this, it's time. But if you, then they, of course, fall in love with it. This newfound love for something they haven't seen in forever. And it's like, are you kidding me right now? Like, no, we're not keeping that. Like, <laughs> you know, so then you pick and choose. So then what we call like toy purgatory almost. So you, when you're cleaning out the toys and you look at it, you're like, hmm, he may or may not recognize this is gone. So I'm not going to donate it. I'm just going to like put it away somewhere. And if he doesn't ask for it within six months let's say and that's a long time like maybe even a month if he doesn't ask for it look for it it's gone he doesn't even need to know because he didn't even notice it and then um get rid of the other stuff that's like not appropriate and so then you're able to at least have it and then it's like oh i don't know where that is and you're like oh look what i found oh look it was under the chair you know (laughs) so at least you didn't get something away because the worst thing is is if you were wrong and made a wrong call and you're like oh and they gotta buy it again or you know whatever they want that one um, but with the toy thing, we just painted our whole inside of our house because we moved and we wanted to brighten it up. And I had to move everything out of the way. So I'm putting my like my closet back together. We just did my son's room. He got a new bed because his other one broke because kamikaze children were just jumping all over it. I know. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, who breaks the bed? And now it's like we've got drawers. And I've learned because I am like OCD. I did the same thing you did. The Pokemon had this, the Bakugan had that, the dinosaur bin, all these. Now it's like, you know what? As long as I can't freaking see it and it's put away nicely, I actually don't care. The only thing that I tell my son is if you want to find it later, 
I know where it should be. So if you ask me to help you find it, that's where I'm going to go. So if it's not in there, I'm not going to be able to tell you where to look because if you don't put it where it belongs, then it's going to take you longer and I might not have time to find it. So, but I've learned that like now Buck, you've gone and Pokemon are together because they're smaller. They're like these smaller things. I don't know if your, your child's in there quite yet, but he'll oh, get there. <laughs> About kindergarten is around the time they start getting exposed to Pokemon and Bakugan, which is like, I don't even know really what it is. Um, I did take the time to try and learn the Pokemon game. Like if, I, you know, but I couldn't, I, I couldn't, he was telling me what to do, <laughs> but like you put it all together and you're like, all right, like all these things at least dump in there and he'll know where to find it. But having them help you put it in a system that works for them too. Like what our system is might not work for them. So within reason, you know, um, and like my office space is like their game room area and I have really nice shelves with really nice bins and all the trucks and stuff are in there, but it looks nice. <laughs> so then they can pull it out <laughs> and dump it in. So at least it looks like nice decor, but there's toys in there. <laughs> well, that works. Multifunctional. <laughs> Multifunctional. And, you know, they always say with kids, like always have um, a bin or a place for toys in every room except for the dining room because no toys at the table. It distracts from eating and then your bedroom, like your bedroom. Um, and if you're going to keep a bin in a room, you put it towards the entry way of the room because when you walk in, it looks clean. So then also it's easy access. So when you're, they're getting toys and they're playing, doesn't mean they can't use the space, but when then they clean it up, they can like finish cleaning, put it in the bin and like walk out the room. But when oh, you nice. walk in, at least it looks nice. So that's like the central ice place. So you have a place and then you also have a bin for your kids, like miscellaneous sitting. So you put it in the bin and then you give it to them say, all right, put everything away for the night except for the things you might need. So then it's like collecting it at the night and at the end of the day, they need to go put it away. So it teaches them at least some responsibility of like putting it away. Cause my husband implemented the whole, if it's out before bed and you're go to bed and like there's stuff everywhere, guess what? It's ours. <laughs> it's so harsh. It's so harsh. And he takes it away and it's like, it could be the brand new toy they got that day. And I'm like, I'm like, I know it's a teaching moment, but man, do I don't want to hear the whining about it. So I'll always be like, hey, did you go and get your stuff? Because daddy's going to take it and you're not going to get it back for a while. And it's like, see, I feel like why, like that's the case in traditional families is because it's not the dad who has to deal with the whining and the fussing and the, all of that. Like my son's dad is like, he was perfect. He was great. Yeah, he's like, um, he's like, your threats are always so empty. He's like, I, I told him I was going to spank him the other day, and he laughed at me. And he's like, you need to do this. You need to do that. And I'm like, I do everything. You see him twice a month. Like, you get to clock in, clock out of parenthood. Zip it. <laughs> Zip it, buddy. Yeah, I've been on overtime for almost five years now. So if I get a little lenient on something or survival mode, survival survive, mode, survive. We can are tell in him I'm in survival mode. mode. You know what? Sometimes like my husband does the same thing and, and it's mainly when he travels because he'll come back and he'll be like, you let them get away with this or that. I'm like, seriously, I've got three kids that are going to have mutiny on me and it's just not worth it. Cause towards the end of the day I'm spent. And if it's really like not going to spoil their dinner, if it's not going to put them in harm's way, you know what? 
I get it. But if it's something where it's like super important and you're like hard, no, then you got to know your boundaries a little bit to set that expectation. But I mean, some days you just got to just pick your battles and you're in survival mode, especially if you're sole parent. I mean, I was sole parenting it this week. My husband was pretty much like just MIA for work and just stuff. And I was so tired. I was like, I can't, they whine, they take over. I mean, mob mentality for real. And then daddy walks in the room and perfectly fine. I'm like, they're like, mommy, like I, we did the, like, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You didn't ask me to do that. Like, wait a, hold on. Like, no, no, no. Don't make mommy look like it's like the bad guy or don't make mommy look like I was super soft on you. Like, no, it didn't really happen that way. Let's, let's take it back a notch, you know? So and then I'll leave sometimes and I'll be like, all right, be good. And so I'll come home. I'll be like, all right, how, how were they? They're like, fine. They're great. And me, when he comes home, it's like, I'm like, oh my God, when are you going to get home? Take the kids. Like they, they just won't stop. And maybe it's because he's more strict, but. I don't know if you've heard this, but the pediatrician told me, um, because I would go when I was working in corporate finance before I moved out of Salt Lake City, um, the daycare people were like, oh my God, your son is so sweet. He's so nice. He's so gentle. And I'm like, I'm picking up Milo. I'm like, are you maybe talking about like another kid? Um, because my kid is, I've called him a tiny terrorist since basically he was born. Um, he just leaves this whole like wake of the destruction. Tornado. Tornado. Yes. A little yes. tornado. And they're like, oh no, he's so great. And he does all of his lessons and he takes direction so well. And I'm like, these people have to be mentally ill. I'm like, I need to change daycares because, or they're getting me confused with another kid. And I'm like, I don't know if I want that kind of disorganization from my daycare provider. So we we go to the pediatrician for his, like, I think it was, like, his, I don't know, two-year checkup or something. And I talked to the pediatrician about it, and she says that kids, even with their parents, it could be with their dad, their grandparents, whoever it is, daycare, they put on, like, an act. Like, they're on their best behavior, but then when they're with mom, they are who they really are. And I'm like, so that's who my kid really is? <laughs> like, I well, no, because it's a safe space. So, yes, that's exactly right, actually. So when your children are so well-behaved, it's a sign of good parenting. Yes, they're crazy at home, and they're not listening. But if they can be really good because basically what it is, is they're on all the time at school. They're using their manners. They're doing what they have to do. They're taking direction because they are not their mom and dad. So there's no unconditional love there. And then they can come home. They can strip off that like armor of like good and just feel relaxed and know that they can be whoever they want to be. And they'll always be loved and be kissed goodnight at the end of the night. Right. So it's actually a reflection of really good parenting when you hear that. And then they're like crazy. Now, if they're crazy out (laughs) of the house and crazy in, there needs to be some structure and some, like maybe some consequences, but I'll always get like, your kids are so good. They're really sweet. Like they're really polite. I'm like, thank God. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, they're so rude at home, but it's cause they don't have to, like you still remind them to do it, but 
that's a good thing because that just means that they feel safe with you too. They feel safe at home and they feel safe that they can act like that because they know that you'll love them no matter what. Yeah, because he acts like that at his dad's house. His dad is like, I've never had a problem. He's always so good at my house. He's like, he's like, I don't know why you, uh, one of the things that really bugged me is when, uh, when I moved back here, because he works out here in Nevada. So when I left Utah to come back out here, I was like, you need to help more. Like, if you're not out working in the evening, like, come help me, whatever. And he's like, I don't know why you think parenting is so hard. He's so good at my house. And I'm like, I want to punch you in the throat so bad. <laughs> They're also not affected by... um I've noticed, like, I, I get really audibly stimulated, overly stimulated when they're like, mom, 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 with a crying, right? Because we've birthed these children, we've nursed them, or, I mean, we're with them. Like, the part, it, it's actually scientific. Like, their DNA is still being slowly eked out of us for years after we have them. So they're literally still part of us, some, like, at times for a while. Because, I mean, think about it. They lived in you for nine months, and then, you know... So you just, hormones too, hormones are raging, whatever. Um, I mean, a baby cries if you're nursing, sometimes it'll make your milk drop. I mean, whatever. Um, there's reasons why that happens. And so we're just completely affected differently than men do. So same thing, like they, they could be crying and he could just tune it out. And me, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, stop. Like I can't <laughs> handle it. Because it just, it, it makes you upset. You're a mom. You want to be in protection mode, but you're also overwhelmed at the same time or hangry maybe because I fed everybody else and they ate my dinner. And I was like, that's what I was going to eat. I want to eat your meal. Right. So, you know, they always want what mommy wants, but I think with them, it's more, they don't have the maternal instinct. So not everything is a big deal. So he's just not recognizing maybe the things that maybe you help with more maybe he's being more hands-off. So maybe Milo is um, dealing with it differently because he has to, he knows too, that you're going to do it for him or you're going to help him. He knows daddy won't. So he's not even going to go there. <laughs> you know, it's basically learned behavior and daddy does it this way. And mommy does it this way. So I know what I can and can't do. And you're also with him more. So that's like his space space, right? I mean, yeah. you know, that's a good thing. I mean, and he's, and if he's well-behaved at, his dad's house. That's a good thing for you. Cause you're teaching him well and you're teaching him what to do. So if he's good and not being a little, you know, you know what sometimes cause my kids, I'm like <laughs> a little a-hole today. I'm like, if my husband will walk in, I'm like, they're being real jerks. Like I'm about to go me like mega crazy on them. Right. And <laughs> he's like, why they're just sitting there. I'm like, Oh, cause they heard the door ding and they know it's you. Like, <laughs> Mom's around. Oh, I, I wonder, get whatever I wonder I want. how many dads don't believe like the moms or how many husbands don't believe because I've seen it. Like before I had my son, I would hang out with because I was the last one in my friend group to have kids and I never okay. thought I was going to have any. So all of my kid, all of my friends back home, all of their kids are older. They're like nine, 10. Some of them are almost teenagers. So I'm like, whoa. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> so I was like the very last one to have kids. And I remember like hanging out 
with my girlfriend or whatever, and her kids are just popping off all afternoon. And we're trying to like sit at the table, have a conversation. And then her husband walks in and they're like, Oh, daddy, 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 how was your day? Oh, we missed you. And then like, it's like all cute. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And she's like, I live this every day. It's just time to open a bottle of wine. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, he's home. Great. It's safe to drink. I mean, yes, because it's like, why are you so mad? I'm like, do you even know? Like, you don't even know. Or he'll hear me like freaking out on something because I've just hit my wall. And I'm just like, tag out. I'm out. (laughs) Tagger it. I'm done. And then he'll come out and be like, they're down. They're good. I'm like can't can't even look at you right now (laughs) i mean i don't understand what's so hard about it you just gotta like put your foot down i mean i'm also five foot one he's six three so he's (laughs) a little bit more like a bigger bigger being i mean my kids are tall they have his height so they're almost as tall as me and they're like seven six and four so it's like i'm gonna be looking up to like my oldest is like here already i'm like great you know i'm gonna be looking up to my children which is fine it's just you know, I, my sister is a principal in an elementary school, and I go and visit her pre-pandemic, bring her lunch or something, and we're walking around. She's just as short as I am. <laughs> and she'll walk into these classrooms, and these kids will come out, and they'll be the nicest kids because they're 10 and 11, but they are literally towering over my sister and me. And I'm like, Ariel, like, what grade are they in? And they're like, fifth grade, fourth grade? I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, they're so big. They're so tall. And they're like, they listen to you. And she's like, well, I have authority. Like they know, like I'm authority. Yes, they might be taller than me. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like they were, they were being such good kids, but I'm like, they're so tall. See, I can't I'm imagine. Not, I don't think I have a demanding enough presence. Like if Milo ever gets to the, to the height of him being taller than me, which he's like, a fun sized candy bar that you get at trick or treat. Like, I don't Aww. think that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, I would just wave my white flag and just take my wine and go on my happy little way. <laughs> but you're still mom, no matter how big you are, especially with boys, like they love their mom. And like, you know, it's funny. My son just opened the door to me the other day and I'm like, where'd you learn that? Like, I have not taught you that yet because we don't go anywhere. Like you literally go to school and come home. That's it. Uh, cause of pandemic. I'm like, where'd you learn that? So then I, he, I get out the car and he goes, I didn't get to open your car door. And I'm like, Aww. like, you're really sweet, but where did you learn that? He's like some movie. I'm like, Oh, okay. I was like making sure that I didn't miss a beat or a tempo. I, I don't know. Like, did I miss a letter?